0: Everyone up. My name is Pastor Buster Swoops Jr. I'm an assistant professor of religion here at Southwestern Vince University. We've been having some excellent panel discussions and we want to continue those. So we'll start with Pastor Michael.
1: Hey, my name is Michael, lead pastor here at Keene, and I also like tomatoes, and I was encouraged by your story. My name is Christian, and I am a student interim pastor here at Keene
2: Church. My name is Brianna, and I'm an oncology social worker, and I'm happy to be here tonight.
3: My name is Abby Minette. I'm a theology uh, major and I am also a um, intern pastor here.
0: Okay, excellent. So there is so much packed into tonight. There was so much packed into this entire series. So let's start with where do we find hope or where do we find wisdom tonight?
1: Anyone? I I I know we talk a lot about the the messages. I know we're gonna get into that tonight, but I think the bridge for me was our special music. Oh, because I I think it tied into both Johnny and Alexei's messages that sometimes it takes a mountain, and I like mountains. Unfortunately, I live in Texas,
0: so I have to travel
1: from Texas to experience mountains. But there are treacherous parts of mountains, and there are beautiful parts of mountains. There's places that it's an easy path and it's an easy going and there are other places that it takes more work and i find that in my own life that a mountain is often what i need to recognize my need of god when things are not going so well and when things are going well Oof, deep
4: i think uh just the fact that wisdom we're chasing this wisdom and it's taking us on a path but there is the end point um that we have this place that we're going to, to meet the Father, to be with Jesus. And all that Jesus is asking of us is to know him, to have the relationship. And to me, I feel like sometimes with wisdom, I think I gotta know all these things when really I just need to know him. Let's go.
2: Well, piggybacking off of Christian's perspective, um, it was really comforting in Johnny's message how he highlighted that the path is leading us to a place where we belong, which is in relationship with the Father. And then also about the path not being static, but rather being laid as we are going on our journey. So it's undergirded by the unchanging truth of who God is, but also is responsive to my life, where I am right now, and what I'm going through. And that's that's infinite hope to me. Oh, excellent.
3: Yeah, I I really resonated with the p- talking about um being afraid of darkness. Um I am I'm a person who is afraid of darkness, you know, and not just, you know, physical darkness, but darkness. And um I really found it so encouraging that he is the lamp that doesn't run out. He is the lamp that doesn't fade when we need him the most. Um when we're afraid of that darkness and that darkness overpowers the um sorry, the the light <laughs> overpowers that darkness. So, yes.
0: You know, uh just hearing everyone speak uh Brown, I'm really excited that you're here with us tonight, uh, specifically because mental health and bringing that into this, this conversation. And I, I know we're diverting just a little bit, but I don't know, I just feel really impressed. If someone out there, maybe they're hearing this and like, I don't feel wise or I don't believe, I, I haven't experienced God uh, and I'm struggling right now. I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with depression. But how do we give them hope? Uh, how can we share wisdom with someone might be going through that tonight?
2: Hmm. That's a fantastic question. Um, I'm going to divert a little bit, but I'm going to come back to the point. So, um, working in oncology, social work is really interesting because I'm faced every day with patients who are coming face to face with their mortality in a way that they never expected to. Um, their lives have been shaken up. Their plans have kind of been, uh, delayed. Um, and, It's really interesting because when we go in to provide support to people who are in crisis due to their diagnosis, we end up emphasizing rather, or or bringing to them the elements of life that w- are known to to provide meaning and comfort and direction. Mm. And so a big part of that is support groups. There's community. A big part of that is one-on-one counseling. That is the wise counsel, if you will, um, that's talked about in Proverbs and throughout the Bible. Um, and then, of course, there's the wellness component with the doctors and the dietitians and the people who, who help them. Um, live well. So I guess my answer to your original question was to plug into what's around you, to into your community, um, Mm. to seek out wise counsel. God is so good that he's placed avenues to himself all around us. I think it's just a matter of opening our eyes and engaging with them, even when it's hard. And I know that doesn't take it away, but that
3: does provide
2: hope.
0: I love that. If I
3: can add a little to that, um, it really hit me the fact that, you know, when we were kids, we hid underneath the covers and we thought that that was safety. And a lot of times we hide under covers of shame or covers of anxiety, covers of fear. And we think that that is something that's going to protect us, you know, and maybe it's not going. No, we don't think necessarily it's going to fix the problem, but we think that we have some type of control or safety when we do that. And we need to take those covers off because nothing that that cover is not protecting us. And in fact, it's preventing us from seeking the help that we need. So we need to take the covers off and seek the help that we need. Mm, I love that.
1: I think to, to piggyback off of that, something Alexei mentioned was kind of in the midst of his worry and anxiety about how he's going to pay for school. There was a moment where he paused. Right. I think often that we we let the interior uh, monologue in our head just go and run rampant. And it begins to, at the beginning, uh, it's helpful because we're trying to process our feelings. We're trying to process the direction that we're going. But I think the devil can capitalize on that sometimes, that it can get us into this place where we start telling ourselves lies. Hmm. I'm not valuable. I'm not worth this. Obviously, this was a fool's endeavor to come here in the beginning because this is why I feel this way. And that begins to spiral us downward. And I found in my life, and even, even recently, to stop that is just to, (sighs) <sighs> to stop talking and to listen.
0: Yeah, Joe Beaming said, I cover my mouth, right? <laughs> I, I love that. Christian, you're going to say something.
4: Yeah, I, uh, I want to shout out Pastor Erica because up in the upper room, we've been talking about how to deal with anxiety with the youth. And one of the things that I want to mention is that I appreciate what Abby said about you know, taking that cover off, but sometimes you don't know how to take that cover off. You don't know, you're just stuck, you're suffocating, you're lost, you're you're groping, you're reaching out. And the story that brings to mind specifically is the disciples in the boat when the waters are tumultuous, when the, it's it's going crazy, and then they see Jesus walking on the water and they're like, This is our worst fear. And now we're seeing apparitions. And Jesus is planning to walk by them, but he sees them struggling and he goes and he steps in the boat, and as soon as he steps in, the water's calm. And so I want anyone out there to know that if you're struggling, if you don't know the way out, if you're lost and you don't know what to do, Jesus sees you and he will step in your boat if you let him.
0: Man, I, I absolutely love that. Uh, hearing what you just shared, all the panelists, but also what Johnny and Alexi were talking about, about that light, but, and that path, but also about experiencing God. I want to get real for a moment. How can we actually experience God? It's, it's wonderful to hear Alexi's story. It's wonderful to hear Johnny uh, talking about the tangibleness. But, but how can we help someone experience God that wants to experience God?
3: I've been lately really recognizing the need and the value of prayer. Um, I was a person who never really had a strong prayer life, like my whole entire life. I knew to how to pray. I knew like the mentality and how to pray, but I never really sat down and really talked to God like a friend. And we can do that. Like we can do that. He is a friend and prayer is just opening the heart, like to a friend, you know? And that's something that I think that can really help us deepen that relationship with him is to talk to him and to just be open with him and, and vulnerable with him. Like he's a friend who's not going to share it to anyone else. He's a safe person to talk to. Um, and that's something that I have personally found very encouraging for myself.
0: You know, uh, before before we jump from there, uh, I love what Alexi was talking about, which is sometimes uh, I'm talking to, because I'm a, I'm a great talker, I can talk to God all day, but sometimes he wants me to be quiet and listen to. And I think that's something that we all shared here tonight. And how does God speak? Well, he speaks through nature. He speaks through confirmation. We we saw confirmation several times in Alexi's life, several times in Johnny's life, but we see it in our lives as well. But we have to look for it and see it and recognize it, acknowledge it. So I absolutely love that, Abby. Prayer is that avenue and listening for God.
2: So um, I think it's a composite, right? So prayer, and then one that I really feel like God is impressing me about recently is community, community, community. Um going the second speaker, whose name I cannot recall. Alexi. Alexi. Um, You know, one way that God really ministered to him and spoke to him was through his professor. His professor was a part of his community. He encountered him and the professor worked, God worked through him. And so I think there are so many revelations about the person of God, um, so many Uh, perspective setters, if you will, that come from being in community. There's a reason why God said it's not good for man to be alone. And I think one of them is that we miss a huge part of who God is um, when we are isolated.
1: I I think another thing that I've experienced in life is that in order to hear God's voice better, to experience him more, isn't necessarily to try to like turn up the Christian music or like listen to more sermons. What it is, is pulling down the noise of everything else. Because so often we can we can get stuck in in the little computers we carry around in our pockets and um, we can get focused on what our dreams or aspirations are and those can be the loudest voices in our lives and so it's not so much turning god up more perhaps it's turning everybody else down mm. so we can hear god's voice
0: so there's golden uh there's a golden moment in silence making silence happen in our lives i love it
4: i'm glad i stayed silent because it just transitions all the way through is uh, with the story of Job, right? He's he's talking to God, and and I've always wanted God to talk to me, right? It's like always, like Lord, speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice, and I love how you know he stays quiet and for two chapters, right, Lexi? That he goes on, and God's talking to him, and I love that. And I think sometimes myself, I miss the point that God, as much as I talk to him through prayer, he desires to talk back to me. And he has created the word filled with thousands and thousands of words to speak to me, and I just got to crack open the book and read it. And I feel like sometimes we don't want to take that step to allow God into our life by just spending the time being still, being quiet, to allow him to affect our heart and affect our path.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I, I love that because the, his word is a lamp unto our, our, our feet and a light into our path, right? But... Just like a flashlight, you have to turn it on for it to work, right? And we have to open up the word and allow it to speak to us. So I absolutely love that. And that came full circle. So beautiful. Uh, anybody else? I, I, I want to just open it up now. Is there something, uh, maybe the Holy Spirit's inspiring you and, uh, and telling you that you need to share? Uh, we'll open up this moment now for our final panel discussion. I wish we had these every night. Sorry. It's me.
4: Can I be uh, totally vulnerable with you guys? Please. These past two days, I've been coming looking for hope. And no slight to the, the speakers, I know a lot of people have been finding hope. I haven't been finding hope. But tonight I found it. And for anyone who might be feeling hopeless, I want you to just know that you just have to be still and know that He is God. And as I was sitting there, I was listening and the, the song came to mind, and I'm not a singer, but Waymer, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. He desires a relationship with you and you don't have to do anything. He's provided everything. He just asks you to jump in the yoke with him, to jump next to him and he'll do everything. Just
1: come to him. I I wrote this down, what Johnny said. Sometimes even the brightest path, we can trip on that path, right? (laughs) So you can be coming here for three nights and we, you know, just immersed in like good theology and study of God's word. And even on the brightest path, you can still trip. And so I think an encouragement to anybody listening, those of you that are here tonight, that even though things may be going well or you find yourself in the right spot, that you can still be tripped up.
0: Well, you know, uh, as you just sa- shared that I was thinking of uh, Proverbs, I think it's 22, but uh, though the righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up again, Right. But the wicked fall by their calamity. It's funny because the wicked fall and they don't even realize they've fallen. But God is there for, the, though, is there for, uh, is there for us, those who have fallen. And he's the one that helps t- us to get back up because our eyes are fixated upon him. So anybody else?
3: I really like where it was saying that life is less about knowing the next step and more about walking and following the person that we can trust. Um, and we don't have to see God to follow him. We're told to walk by faith and not by sight. Um, but he is trustworthy and true.
0: Amen. Amen.
3: Well, I guess I'll
2: share mine. (laughs) Um, I think one thing that was really impactful from Johnny's message um, was how, again, coming back to that dynamic path uh, for anyone who has had a vision of what they thought their life would be and has experienced either some extreme trauma or something that kind of rocked their world and not in a good way it's easy to think that you're not with God because all of these bad things are happening to you but still that static path analogy was beautiful because the path is God and he is infinite and he's unyielding and he's unchanging and yet he still responds to our needs in the midst of a sinful world so that's hope
0: it's beautiful I want to thank the audience so much and we're not done yet Now's the time that I believe the Holy Spirit's—it's—has been tugging on your hearts already. But turn to one another and share where have you found not only hope tonight, but what God is asking you to do with that infinite hope.